0: Hey everyone, Betsy here. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up that starting with this recording and going into the foreseeable future, we'll be reviewing together via video calls. It's same great content, but the audio may sound different, so apologies in advance. As always, thank you so much for listening, and on with the show. In a world, in a world, in a world, where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, and yesterday's
1: classics are forgotten, three women intend to remember...
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern, everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy.
2: And I'm Serena.
0: It still throws me that we changed it. I'm like, (laughs) that's
2: not the script. (laughs) I know, I'm like, what is she saying?
0: And today we're talking about Ball of Fire, 1941, directed by Howard Hawks, written by Charles Brackett, Billy Wilder, and Thomas Monroe, and starring Gary Cooper and Barbara Sandwick. Quick synopsis, Tracy, go. <laughs> you forgot. <Okay. laughs> As per for usual, totally Okay. Fine.
1: We have a group of men, I think there's eight men, who are putting together an encyclopedia because before the internet, that's what people did, is they researched things to put into an encyclopedia. And I think it's been like a 10 years, and they've got three more years left, and they're at the letter S. I, I picked that all up.
0: Good anyway, job. I was not paying young- attention that well.
1: <laughs> the, the youngest guy, and he is in charge of grammar. And he realizes that because he's been stuck behind a desk for the past 10 years, that he doesn't know the latest slang. So he gets out, goes to see a show, and he, I think he meets other people too. Like there was like a, a fighting match. Starts with fighting, the garbage man. Yeah, the garbage man and a fight at a bar and everything. And he recruits a singer at a nightclub. Who's the girl who's, who is um, the Barbara Stanwyck. Um. So basically, hilarity ensues because he falls. He kind of falls in love with her, but she's engaged with a mobster, and she needs to hide out from the cops. So she stays at this institute with the guys, and
0: you know, etc. They fall etcetera. in love, etc. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Thanks. That was, that was a good synopsis. Um. What did we think of it? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but
2: no. Did you say it was a rom-com? Yeah. Yeah. I felt that.
0: <laughs> you felt that in your soul?
2: I felt that in my soul. I, I really liked Gary Cooper. I
0: yes. did too. I thought he was adorable. This was our and first introduction so to Gary Cooper. And Tracy, you were saying that he was on a list for like... Yeah, like what was the list? It was like the top,
1: top 50 hollywood men or something like that and he was like number 11 or something
0: but i think that you know in comparison to like Cary grant or jimmy stewart you don't hear the name gary cooper the way you the the other name like you've heard of him but i feel like i have vaguely i looked at his list
1: and i was like oh i don't i don't know any of these movies so Mm -hmm. but he was in a lot he was yes He's 11 on the list of the 25 greatest male stars of classic Hollywood cinema. Mm. That's classic Hollywood
0: cinema. Yep. I, I, I totally buy that. He's very, he's very striking. He was, he, by he the way, a...
2: he's six, three, I guess six, five. I was pretty close.
0: Yeah.
2: What was the I... other movie, Betsy? Sorry to interrupt. What was that other movie that you said you just watched with both, um, Stanwyck and, uh, Cooper in it?
0: Yep, I had just watched Meet John Doe with both of them in it. And then last week, I watched Christmas in Connecticut. That was Barbara Stanwyck. And it was a different male lead, but it still had the, um, one of the professors, the funny professor. The, the, the professor, the Megan Brock. Yes, him. Yeah. He was in Christmas in Connecticut, too. So when, so when he came on screen, I was like, yes! <laughs> like, I'm so excited because he was so really funny in Christmas in Connecticut. That's
1: Professor Magenbrock, Brock, uh, S.Z. Scal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he looks so familiar so familiar from like his his like acting to his his body I was like what is he from and he's nothing that I recognize him from I don't know who he reminds me of
2: oh yeah okay yeah I know he does he has a very familiar face I know who you're talking about his glasses
0: I don't know there's no basis for this but I feel like he would be the type of actor who an animator at Disney would be like let's let's base a char- this character yes. off of him like that's that like like because war. i
1: just i look i just looked up winnie <laughs> the pooh and i'm like he has to be a voice of winnie the pooh or something like yeah. he's somebody
0: yeah he feels like a caricature of, yes. of yes. whatever he's doing in such an yep. adorable way yeah so let's jump in <laughs> top of the marquee what was everyone's favorite part
1: he was my favorite part yes So I have, he just, his, he's the physiologist, and he was, like, there were, it was Gary Cooper and then seven other guys, and maybe three of the guys were, had real characters to them, and he was definitely one of the top two. Mm -hmm. Um, He was just, he was funny. He, He had, he was a big guy, and he had this, like, it wasn't a bow tie, it was like a loose, cravat or something something. something. and he would like fluff it up and he did it a couple of times even like like off screen not off screen but like not center of attention he would do that and i just thought he was so funny and he had great lines he did that he had two sex lines where i thought were hilarious because Mm -hmm. he's he does he did the thing is like oh well maybe i should you know research more on that a little bit more and then um his interactions with miss bragg when oh, yeah. he was, um, accusing, she was accusing people of eating all the jam. And one of the professors confessed that he was doing research on strawberries. See, they were up to S. <laughs> and um, he got a hunkering for, jam, for strawberry jam, and so he ate it all. And so he's like, oh, I'm doing sex. Is that, I'm researching sex. Is that okay? And he goes, yeah, as long as you have better restraint than Mr. Oh. Um, oddly. And it was, How? it was just so like, I, I thought it was so funny. Cause that's something like we would say, but I wouldn't have thought in like mixed company that they yeah. would say to each other. And I thought that was so funny.
2: They had, um, they all had good, uh, what is it? Camaraderie?
1: Yeah, Chemistry. Yes. Chemistry. They had good, like, yeah. tête-à-tête or whatever. Um, so he was my favorite part.
0: I I totally buy that. That is a great favorite part.
1: Oh, one more thing of this: when he, they knew that the woman who was like funding them was coming over, they went they went straight to um pots and like put him together. He was the one brushing his hair and then he yes. put it in his own hair and like
0: just... anyway, I feel like I was... feel like that was the moment that you're like this guy right here. Right. right. He
1: was just Anyway, okay. He so he was like
2: He's like, I forget, we've mentioned it before in the past, there was a female in one of the movies that even when the camera wasn't on them, they were doing something funny, and mm-hmm. we had mentioned it recently, and I can't remember who it is now, but that, that was definitely him, like you said, fixing his coat, like, even yeah. when the focus is he's not the main of the screen, he's still doing funny stuff. Background acting, love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yes, good favorite part. Serena, what was your favorite part?
2: Um, okay, number one, uh, Professor Potts' dimples. I'm going
1: to up. She, every time he was on screen, she was like, dimples. Dimples. <laughs> so cute. <laughs>
2: um, the introduction of Barbara Stanwyck of, what's her?
0: Sugar Puss. Oh,
2: Sugar oh um, The drum boogie scene. I really liked that. I-, I liked that, and I loved her outfits in every scene. Her outfits were, her also
0: were, Edith Head, and she was a very famous in in the golden age of Hollywood. She was like the end all be all of of dress designers for the leading ladies of the screen. So. Every time you're watching – or a lot of the times when you're watching an old movie and you're like, oh, my God, that is a gorgeous outfit, it's, it's Edith Head. Edith oh, yeah, you mentioned Edith Edith. her before. Yeah.
2: So, also, I don't know about you guys, but I was Google imaging, and um, did you guys know that Barbara Stanwyck is a redhead?
1: I did not know that. I, I wonder if that goes towards the the title of the movie, Ball of Fire. I mean, I know they ex- – Well, That's what I, that's, I, that's exactly mm. what I was
2: thinking, is that – Qualifier, of fire fire red hair literally fire red hair yeah um but we didn't no one made a comment or a reference to her hair being red no. the movie was black and white so we didn't know
0: so well speaking of the fact that we didn't know her hair color that actually goes towards one of my favorite parts i have two favorite parts but one of them was the fact that he loved her he fell for her initially for her intelligence which sounds like okay that's such a that's such a thing like normal whatever but it was to the point where he couldn't describe her he didn't know what she looked like when the guys were asking about it he yeah. he only was interested in her mind so it was just that that level of of truly falling for her for her intelligence i feel like it's something you never see in older even new. now yeah. yeah yeah i was gonna right. say
2: current day
0: yeah right and but it was yeah but the line was um someone asked if he was if she was a blonde or brunette and he said i didn't even notice so
2: oh yeah that's right i do remember that yeah.
0: hmm. my other favorite part my primary favorite part was the deconstruction of corn yes. <laughs> <laughs> i really loved that it was such a sincere conversation about yes. what corny means yeah and you knew that it was going to come in later. You knew that he was going to be corny in some way, and I was yeah. like, totally prepared for that because he was a he was a corny guy. Yeah. Um, but it was just such a such a sincere conversation amongst all parties, and that's part yeah. of like those scenes with the with the people in the room. They mm-hmm. were so they were invested in it. They were like, "Yeah, we're yeah. going to answer you sincerely and help yeah. you work through these words." I loved that. I loved. It, those- it is
1: interesting because something like that is it, sometimes especially a slang word or something, trying to explain that to an older person, the nuances of it are always so, because it could mean several different things and Mm -hmm. how you use it and what you pair it with Mm -hmm. is very interesting. So seeing that being broken down into, yeah.
0: Right, and understanding where it came from initially. Explaining slang is something that all younger people have to do for older people, that's fine. Yeah, But even nowadays, we also have to explain memes And Mm. trying to explain a meme sometimes is very difficult for, to, oh. (laughs) And once you try to explain it, you're like, this is, this is not working.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To a point where you're like, why is this a thing? Like exactly.
0: (laughs) You lose the meaning of it for yourself when you try to explain it and you're like, okay.
1: (laughs) Because sometimes it comes down to, it's just funny.
0: (laughs) Right. I I don't know why, it it just is. It just is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, all good favorite parts. We all had different favorite parts, guys. Yeah.
2: You know me and my I love the uh the outfits. I mean when the outfits are good, I notice.
0: Yeah, and her first outfit was like it was gorgeous. It was for it skinny, really, was. But it was gorgeous. <laughs> all right. Wheel of questions, guys. Ooh. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that made Tracy actually jump. <laughs> I'm ready. You're ready? I'm writing this quote down, sorry. Mm-hmm. Six degrees of separation. We are going from, oh, we're, go- we're, we're going between Kirsten Dunst and Gary Cooper. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> okay.
2: Easier than I thought.
0: Yeah. yeah? It's, actually, All right, it's really not that hard. Yeah, Serena, go.
2: Okay. So, um, during the movie, I made a comment, which I later changed my mind, about Gary Cooper looking like Dominic West. I changed my mind because, actually, the Joe Lilac character looked mm-hmm. significantly more so like him.
0: Mm-hmm. But there
2: was just a face he made, and I'm like, oh, he looks like that guy from The Affair. Uh, anyways, so, going off of that, I have a Gary Cooper, looked a bit like Dominic West from The mm-hmm. Affair with Joshua Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he is from Dawson's Creek with Michelle Williams, who was in the movie Dick with Kirsten Dunn's.
0: Nicely, Nicely done. done.
2: Thank you. It was really hard the first time.
0: <laughs> Tracy, go. Okay. I
1: have a real one and a
0: fun one. Do a I'm going to f- do both. Do the, do the fun, fun one. I'll do my fun one. And then you okay. do your real one and I'll do with my real one. Okay. Gary Cooper in Ball of
1: Fire was also in a movie called Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Mm-hmm. Which has a remake called, called Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler and Winona Ryder, who's
0: in Little Women with Kirsten Dunst. Well done. Wow. Damn. Okay. My fun one is mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst was in an interview with a vampire. Mm-hmm. The first of the vampire movies was Dracula. Mm-hmm. Dracula starred Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi was in a bunch of movies with Lon Chaney Jr., who happened to be the wolfman. Lon Chaney Jr. was in High Noon with Gary Cooper. Okay, okay, all right, okay. But my real one, Gary Cooper was in Ball of Fire with Barbara Stanwyck, obviously. Barbara Stanwyck was in an 80s show called The Colbys, which I had never heard of, um, with what? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston was in Cats and Dogs, do you remember that? With Tobey of- Maguire, who was <laughs> in? No, with Miriam Ma- with Margolis, who was in How to Lose Friends and Alienate People with Kirsten Dunst.
1: No, Okay. So, well, yes. um, Toby McGuire.
0: Uh, yes, that's true.
1: No, yeah, but you could have cut it shorter. So, here, Gary Cooper was in Wreck of Mary Deary with Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston was in <gasps> Cats and Dogs with Toby McGuire. Tommy McGuire
0: was in Spider Man with Kirsten Dunst. I, oh, I could have cut out Barbara Stanwyck. Yep. Nice. And nice. the last
1: one. Who did you? Charl- oh, I'd pick Toby McGuire. You, you took just Toby McGuire. Mar- I taught it.
0: Yeah, okay. my boss, yeah. <sighs> Wow, cats and cats and dogs was integral. The dogs, was like cats and dogs. cats and dogs, was important. <laughs>
1: well, because it was the one of those pin. modern movies that Charl- Charlton had. Well, Charlton Heston, he was the linchpin. So that's the other thing yeah. about
2: this fun game because it's causing me to learn new people. I mean, it's it's bringing me on a search, and along the way, along the way of my adventure, I'm finding. Oh, who were this? Who's this person? And then I like, you know, I tra- trail
0: off. You know, thirty people later. Yeah, that's the IMDb game. Mm. Yeah, is that what that is? Is the IMDb game? You fall is down the real? rabbit hole of IMDb where you look up a filmography and then you end up on a movie and you look up on that person and blah 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 blah.
1: While we're on this question, still, I just want to put a shout out to Professor Quintana, who he was one of the more minor professors. He was the one with the. Not the the mustache and the eyebrows, but the other mustache guy who pulled the rug under the the bad guy at the end. Um, He was Professor Overbeck in the original Batman movie, who was the original Red Hood. So that's my Batman connection. Tracy's Batman connection.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, you have one job, and it is to make the Batman connection. (laughs) Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is. How has this movie influenced or been influenced by other movies? So, this was clearly, there are clearly inspirations from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like, I think it was purposeful. Yes. They, oh my God. Uh,
2: they, oh my God. I was just thinking that. That's so funny.
1: I think they referenced it, or I think um, uh, Babyface, what's her name? Snuggleface? Sugar Puss? <laughs> Sugar Puss. <laughs>
2: This is, like, the time that Tracy couldn't get what's-his-name right. Oh, my God.
0: North Bridge or North... Yeah. <laughs> North
2: Brook. North Brook. Baby
1: Face. You're, you're going to be Baby Face, and you're going to be Snuggle Puss. What did they call it? Snuggle Face. Snuggle Face. <laughs> um, Sugar Puss. What was it? Sugar Puss? Yeah. Sugar Puss. Okay. I think she even said, you know, there's happy... Sleepy Doc or something like that. Um, which brings me to, I wrote down Sydney White.
0: Oh the my favorite. God, Sydney! White. <laughs> Listen,
1: that's an underappreciated movie. It is, is all I'm saying. A lot of her movies are yeah. there, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, and I, underneath that, I put genre because I feel like there is a, several movies and I think it is a playoff of the, the Seven Dwarves where an outsider comes in and influences a group of people and Mm -hmm. and then there's a romance between one of them Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like the whole group usually you know cheers behind this this person that or or she helps them get out of a rut or
0: yeah you know i got you i got you and snow white just is the the first one yeah (laughs) you know yeah um the the movie that that really felt like a similar plot line of all of them was uh for me was sister act where, okay, yes, because she was hiding from the mob. She was hiding from the mob, ended up in this, like, misfit oh, yeah. group, or, like, a group where she stuck out, like, a sore thumb, yep. but they all kind of took to her, and then they came, became protective, and blah, blah, blah. So, oh, my I, God. Yeah, and dude, she, and she kind exactly. of pulled them
1: out of a rut. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely some type of genre. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a perfect example Beth.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, okay. other, other movies that we referenced, Tracy, you called out J.J. Bang Bang. Yes. Yep. Oh, I just, yeah. the, any, mm-hmm. any time there's a
1: gaggle of old men, I <laughs> <a gaggle laughs> of old men. Yeah. It's the shitty, shitty bang, bang inventors. Yeah. This kind of goes into the next question, but I feel like it, like if it was made today, I don't, well, maybe it still would have been old men. They wouldn't make this today because there's no such thing as an encyclopedia anymore, but it, it was just another example of how they would always cast older men and younger women.
2: Yeah, Mm. I was going to mention that he was good for forty.
0: Yeah, it would have been it would have been more varied. But there's something. I mean, again, I think it goes back to referencing Snow White, where it was they were all they were all like safe. Yeah. Um, The only other movie I could think of was the Time Machine. Do you guys remember the Time Machine with Guy Pierce from like the early two thousands? And the only reason I say it is because he was he was the epitome of that absent minded professor vibe which is mm-hmm. what all these guys were but it was yep. really the the set of their house the set design of that grand room really mm-hmm. made me think of the time machine but speaking of that I loved their setup in the grand room yeah oh the I
2: love that at like all different different. levels yep. the
0: books were just yep. everywhere I loved that
2: I did that was really nice that stood out to me actually I was like oh it's a cozy like cool setup it's like a library
0: yeah all right, did anybody have anything else? Any other movies? Um,
2: mm-hmm. I had I had a few that... Well, a few things, not necessarily just movies, but um, one of the professors, I don't remember who, maybe he was a short, funny guy that we were talking about earlier, but um, he... Somebody gave... One of them gave me a Wizard of Oz vibe, like the guy behind the curtain. hmm The man behind yes. the curtain. Um, and, you know, Wizard of Oz, obviously. And then um, I also... Right off the bat, A, maybe because it's a time frame, I actually forget when this movie was, came out, but in the fact that it's, like, black and white and, um, like, the stature of Gary Cooper, I just right off the bat got that, that vibe of It's a Wonderful Life, that guy. Remember I said that, too? I was like, hey, mm-hmm. is that the same guy? Um,
0: it's not. <laughs> well, I, I, w- I thought it was funny you said that because one of the professors is in Wonderful Life, um, it's a Wonderful Life, which I mean, I like they're they're actors, like you know, they're yeah, gonna there's gonna be a mixture. There's but, a lot of
2: recycling, yeah, in the 40s, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I just like got that vibe. And you know, something about Professor Potts' character, I don't know, made me think of the main character from It's a Wonderful Life, like a little bit, just kind of like, yeah.
0: uh, you know what I mean, very endearing, very, yeah. yes,
2: yeah. Oh, I remember,
1: um. I got singing in the rain vibes because oh, yeah. <laughs> she would say this she goes what's the big idea she not she say it like that, that a lot. but cuz she kept saying it and every time she s- would say it I would do uh, lena yeah. from singing in the rain what's the big idea what's the oh big my god I'm dumb us something
2: that's <laughs> so funny i
0: forgot about that <laughs> what's the big idea oh it might be time for a rewatch of singing in the rain
2: (laughs) i know i think we should um the other thing um yeah seven dwarves to repeat that and then the other thing that i kept thinking about during the entire like premise was that the movie was basically 1941's version of urban dictionary
0: yes yes of. yes yes if so if it was me today it would be somebody from like merriam webster the group the guys would be working at merriam webster and then then urban dictionary would come in like yes yep yes
2: yep exactly
0: to the point where we where i looked up one of the slang terms on urban dictionary and it did give the appropriate answer uh okay ladies please remove your hats and silence your cell phones how does this film hold up um, I thought it aged well because it yeah. was,
1: it was obviously placed in the '40s, but it was talking about slang and the uh, how things change. And I think yeah. that's very like we have already talked about it. How it's very pertinent today. How if you miss out on a word, it, especially with the internet right now, it, it's ever changing slang of what things mean. Right, and you're always right. trying to like catch people up. Even even my I, I we we're now at the age, ladies, that. We've, if we miss something on the internet, we don't quite know how to fit it in. Um, and hence, thank God for Urban Dictionary, because you're like, is that funny or offensive? Let me go right. pretty short right. if it, you know, if right. I'm like, if I quote it again, am I missing a nuance that I shouldn't?
0: Right, um, exactly. Exactly. Well, and it was interesting in the movie there, like they were explaining a slang with another slang, so it still wasn't helping. Yeah, yeah. And that that was yeah. I've I've done that. I've I've that had was, that done to me, and I've done that. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> that was something um, not to like cut you off, Trey, but that just to say because you brought it up. Um, that part, the funny phrases and the phonetically like funny descriptive words, like that was one of my favorite parts of the movie too. Like that made it lively right, i of course didn't write them down but
0: at the same time it made it ho- made the movie hold up and not hold up like right it, it, it was very it because it was yes. very 1941 but at the same time you're like yeah this was a moment in time in 1941 this is what they were saying in 1941 to an extreme i, I think that. because they they did it purposely but right but ironically the sum of it, the slang didn't hold up because right. we we've lost those words some of the words right. went i want to bring right it back. head but, i want to bring it all back i
1: think you're right it, it it is a period of time but it made it relatable because you you could right. pick up a word right now that you're like oh yeah you know five years ago we would use this all the time and now we don't even right it was the
0: bomb which we still use i mean <laughs> oh, oh yeah no we're we're totally hip <laughs>
1: And I think that's interesting because I think uh, I mean we we call ourselves millennials. We are millennials, but I think slang helps define a generation.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I was actually surprised Mm -hmm. at some of the stuff that some of the slang that they were using. The fact that it was 1941, I was like, oh, I could hear that being like said in the 80s.
0: Right. So a lot of the words hung around the the words that they were using. Like considered, yeah, right, corny. It was the exact same meaning. Yeah, and in yep. fact, I appre- Like, I had never heard it defined so well. Right, <laughs> right. Corny is one of those words where you're like, "How do you actually describe right. that?" <laughs> Root word corn. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, do we want to jump into boom? We fixed it because yes, this, I have. I have. I have a comment about Sugar Post. Yes, which I so as I was saying, I've watched three Barbara Stanwyck movies in the past two weeks, and all three of the characters, but exemplified with with Sugar Puss O'Shea she is she does not play those fierce females that we've become acclimated to in the older movies like we I I know that we were talking about it in the in the um, finale of season one where we happened upon all these movies with these really strong female characters. She is not a strong female character. She's not well-developed. She's there as a prop for the mm-hmm. men. And yes, yeah, she was like snarky and like, you know, refused to do things that she didn't want to do, but it, it, it was, she was, she was just picking between two men. That was it. Like, yeah.
2: I even, I think her snarky comments made me feel like she did have decent character Maybe not, like, full development because it was just, like, love interest stuff. But I put in quotes, like, women in power because I felt <laughs> like for the 40s, she really was, like, wicked spunky compared to, like, other women. Um, and also, it made me kind of feel like we were watching a mob movie. Well, and So I feel like that held up, that part of it.
0: The other thing I was going to say was if we're talking about it being a Snow White and Seven Doors movie – it was then from the perspective of the prince. We didn't even get yes. it from the perspective of Snow White. No. So I feel like that just drives home the fact that she, she wasn't the main character. No. I I appreciated the fact
1: I thought she was untraditionally pretty.
0: Mm. Yes. Yes. I yeah. Didn't,
1: she wasn't like that bombshell. She had like an interesting face, which made her I think stand out.
2: I but think it was yeah, the shape I of her eyes too.
1: Her eyes. Her nose. I thought it was it was. The, not bad, but just not stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I she did a, like that. But she didn't, I, and I didn't like
0: her character. I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Why um, did I like her
0: character? It's because she was sassy. She was sassy. What was any, anyone else? I have a... fixed it?
1: Yes. I think this is my issue with a lot of old movies is there wasn't enough wooing. Mm-hmm. So she, like, even... To the point where I thought she should have been turning to, um, what's his name? Potts. There was a point when, I think he, even after he proposed to her, even though if she wasn't ready to marry, she still wasn't smitten with him at at all. So when the phone rang, she ran down and took the phone call from Joe Lilac, the gangster. And she was still like, please get me out of here. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to get out of here. Yeah, I didn't like that scene. It was, I felt like she was supposed to already be like, oh, this is my chance to get away from this guy. And I thought her switch of no, you're a bad guy came on too soon. There was no like, if she was trying to get away from like the two gangster guys, the two like buddies or whatever, if she was actively trying to get away from them because she wanted out, then I would have bought it a little bit more. But I thought the switch was so abrupt. Yeah. And I, yeah. after one kiss, he was ready to marry her, which I'm like, all right, fine. It's way back in the day. I'll forgive that. But it was still...
0: You're right. The moment where she should have reciprocated was too late in the movie. And yes. it was an afterthought that Joe Lilac was a bad guy. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. All of so that's what I would have fixed.
2: But... I put more kissing. <laughs> oh no no. no no more
0: more yum yum you mean thank you yes. yeah
2: it was so cute um, when she went up on the books to kiss him that was adorable
0: it was they and, did they did have good chemistry i will say that
2: and then the other thing i was gonna say for boom my fixes i'm sorry like i would have loved it if it was in color but
0: mm-hmm. yeah fine. yeah we well, you might be able to find like a remastered in you know colorized version maybe kind of color I don't know. maybe oh uh-huh. Tracy, you disagreed that they had good chemistry? Uh, yeah.
1: I, I think it, it came down to she wasn't reciprocating his until the very end. Yeah, fair. And even then, I because of that, I, just, I was pulled out of it. So even if they perhaps had chemistry, I just was like, no, that's fake.
0: Well, you know what it was also is he, she was playing him for so long, and he was yeah. such a disarming character that, that you're prote- like you become protective of his character to- yeah. against her against yeah. her because you know that she's yeah. playing him and you're like you don't have sympathy for her you you want you want pops to be protected against her so yes it didn't um, that. after that so, scene when
2: she took the phone call with Joe Lilac um i was like what the hell yeah i it's guess it like reminds patient.
1: me of movies too like 10 things i hate about you where you have that bet where I'm entering into this under false pretenses, but then I have that switch because I fall in love with you. And that switch wasn't convincing like mm-hmm. other, I will say, because at first I was like, oh, he's just, you know, falling in love with the first woman he's seen. You do have the, the, um, the money. What was the woman's name? Yeah, I can't the, remember her name. The uh, institute who's paying for all this, who was clearly smitten with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew it because all the guys knew it. And so he wasn't I don't know as naive I guess as
0: as he, came he did have choices oh.
1: I guess yeah. yeah but goes back to the gangster being a bad guy uh, Joe lilac I thought he was a good character he was he was interesting he was, yeah he was a bad guy but if it had been from his perspective we would have been rooting for him because yes. he was that good bad guy because he was charming and whatever um, and I think even I, I in the middle of the movie I said I want Potts to fall in love with the money the girl and for what's-her-face to go back to joe lilac because i thought they had chemistry
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah um, that's right you and i go and i they know they that's not the, gonna happen they were on the same level like at no point was was o'shea like duped by joe lilac right she no was she fully knew aware of what was yeah, happening though absolutely time. so she was on his level it made sense yeah yeah all right good job boom we fixed it guys all right notes round up anything
1: Maybe my research on sex is a little out- outdated too. That was a good one. Yep. What's the big idea? What's what, um, the big, big idea? idea. <laughs> and then the, the yum yum scene where she was like, oh, we need to do. She was explaining the slang of yum yum and she kissed him. And she kissed him once, said yum, kissed him a second, and this is the second yum. And the throwback later is he goes, will you yummy once more? So I yes. thought that was. Um, It was cute. Yeah. But I think my favorite quote was Miss Bragg. She, we need to give Miss Bragg a little shout out. She was really good. Um, She was the housekeeper to all of these men. Um, And she kept up with them. She was, she was, you know, witty, smart. And she went to pots because uh, uh, O'Shea was kind of, was dancing with the guys and distracting them and kind of causing them to, you know, go off the rails and she goes to pots and, and goes, it's either her or me. You need to get rid of her. Because she's the kind of woman that makes whole civilizations topple. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, yeah. that was a great, a great descriptor, and it was still in like context of like history and what they were researching. Cause I think I think Cleopatra is is that. And who's the the Helen of Helen Troy? Helen of Troy, yeah, that yeah, that, that was what the, made that, me think of that it. That yeah. woman who really just Re- just one woman wrecks an entire civilization because they're that um alluring to the
0: yeah that was that was a good line that was possibly the best what line was it
2: makes it uh, entire civilizations what
0: topple topple all right any other notes oh I'm- the amici
2: the amici is the telephone
0: <laughs> that was the one that i had to use you- urban dictionary yeah which i think was so uh Meta.
1: Re- yeah, it was so meta. It was so relevant because it was what we had to look up. And then the meaning of it was a telephone because it was named after the actor who played the inventor in a movie. Yeah. So they were playing the same game we were playing. And that's like, sla- you yeah. know, so.
0: Okay, the martini shot. Would you recommend yeah. it? Like- I say no. Fair.
1: I say yes. Do you want to explain I- your No. What do you say first, bets? I say a soft yes. A soft yes, okay. Yeah. I say no because I enjoyed it. It was fun. I didn't fall asleep. I, it had some good lines, but there was nothing that was particularly memorable or, or laugh out loud, or it didn't have that spark for me that I could honestly tell someone to go out of their way to watch it, which that's I know what- that's what we do for this podcast, but um, no, that's fair. I, like I said, and it I, was a good movie. I, you wouldn't waste your time, but...
0: Um, I don't remember which movie it was for, but we we, basically, we said no to whatever the movie was and was like, this isn't the best performance of anybody involved. If you're going to watch a movie, watch something that is more yeah. them. And was I, it the Marilyn movie? It might have been Marilyn, yeah. Um, so I, I get that. I get that. But I, I mean... If if you find this on TCM one day and there's nothing else to do, yeah, watch it. It's you know,
1: yeah. I, it was funny. It had some good lines. It was yeah. a coherent storyline. It wasn't hard to follow. It was
0: yeah. It was a little long. It was an I, liked it. I, yeah. I
2: liked it. I think I liked it. I think for me, any rom com is an easy watch uh, as long as it's like decent. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I just I except for the scene when she took the lilac call from there yeah you're right when you brought that up trey it kind of like made me think like at that point it kind of did take you out of it but up until that point i was like this is the cutest movie and then i was like okay what's gonna happen i i just want to like fast forward to the last part now yeah because i was like okay obviously she's not gonna stay with the mobster you know But the the kissing scene was adorable. The books, the whatever, all the I love the funny phrases and like all the phonetically like funny things that were going on. All the words and stuff. I don't know. I think
1: it was it like it was good wordplay.
2: Yeah, for those reasons, I would say yes. Like I've recommended movies that I've like liked less. (laughs)
0: True. True. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com, or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add to your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at The Movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials.
2: And we'll see you at the movie house.